you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you in to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm your host, James Coe. Uh, kind of a different situation we got going on today because we are, we're live. We are live. On Facebook Live. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. It's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, we got no Adam Rank today, uh, and I know I know this is going to confuse a lot of folks here uh, on the whole, you know, if you follow us on, on, po- on the podcast, yes. and then now you're seeing us for the first time on Facebook Live. And Twitter. We're, we're first off, we're oh, sorry. Oh, and we're periscoping. First off, we're sorry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I know it's going to be a little bit confusing because... The man behind the glass, I've, Alex Gelhar, is now, now not behind the glass. He's I've gone front. from Metapod to Butterfree, and I'm ready to take down <laughs> Brock in the first gym. So um, let's go. I like it. Uh, there's no Adam Rank today. He is uh, he's out vacaying. I think, I think he's What's at he Disneyland. Doing? Oh, he's doing with, a little staycation? Uh, with Ahsoka. Oh. So uh, oh, that's why we will not be calling him. He's, he's off doing that. He's probably um, on Space Mountain. And since we're on video today, not to leave you guys out here alone, yeah. I figured I'd, I'd make the long trek from behind the glass. It's scary over here. It's <laughs> uh, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, was cracking? Oh, doing well. Doing well, man. Um, I have nothing exciting. Okay. That's all I got for it. Okay. <laughs> that was quite uh, the buildup. <laughs> that's all I got. The that's dramatic got. pause. I like it. Uh, we got a big-time show in front of us here today. We're going to be breaking down the NFL division of... The NFC West, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Niners. The one thing I, when I was putting the rundown together, the one thing I noticed was that the NFC West was was Hart Garbo. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there was one team over five hundred, and that was the Seahawks at ten five and one. Yeah, but it also featured the overall RB one. That's true. It had some other good things going on. Other good things going on. Colin Kaepernick was a great streamer, although he's no longer in there. Yes. Doug Baldwin was in that division. That's true. All right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that today. We're going to be taking uh, your questions off of Facebook Live and off of Periscope today. We'll answer a few, two or three. If we're feeling frisky, maybe maybe four. Wow. I know. That's bold. That's bold. We're going to close out with a round of Daily Dabs. But I would be remiss if we did not plug and push the draft kit. 
NFL.com slash draft kit. The 2017 draft kit is out now. WizKit, can you break it down for us? Well, we do this every year. It features uh, the rankings and profiles, soon-to-be projections for quarterbacks, top 40, running backs, top 80, wide receivers, top 80, tight ends, kickers, and defenses. It also has a bunch of analysis. It has your great players to avoid at their mm. current draft price piece, Marcus's players to target who are bargains, I did deep sleepers. Adam Rank, of course, did sleepers. Yes, Fabiano did breakouts. There's other analysis. It's a great landing spot to give you everything you need for your draft. I know it's only June, but, hey, it's never too early to start studying. No, but really, though? Get a leg up on the competition, and we'll be adding to it all off season. Like, legit, it's a beast. It's a beast. It's a bear. It's a beast. If you want to procrastinate at work, this is the place. <laughs> this, is, this is where you go. To sink an hour or two while just, you're, like, studying something. This the is office. the thing that people need to know if you go to NFL.com slash draft kit. This is the thing you guys need to know. These two gentlemen next to me wrote the player profiles. How many player profiles did you guys bang out? About 300. 300. Too many. That is insane. <laughs> Your eyeballs were bleeding. It was crazy, the amount of content that you guys put together. So kudos to you guys. NFL.com slash draft kit. Go check it out. All right, we start the show as we always do with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. And I know this is going to be a little bit of a, a confusing situation because the, the man behind the glass, Alex Gellar, usually punches up these <laughs> these things. I uh, still am. Oh, you are just mental With control? Mental powers. Oh, okay, good. Uh, we got Dylan Milner in the background, Handle and Biz. Yeah, buddy. There he is. Uh, thank you very much for taking your time and uh, helping us out with the uh, the Facebook Live and the Periscoping thing, man. Appreciate you. Yes. All right. So, thumbs up from thumbs up. Back. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So let's get started here. We'll let uh, let's go to the New York Jets. Eric Decker was cut by the Jets on Tuesday. Decker is reportedly healthy after undergoing not one but two offseason surgeries. One to repair a partially torn rotator cuff in his right shoulder, and another surgery to repair his hip. He is reportedly way ahead of schedule, man. Decker wasn't supposed to be ready until mid-July, and yet here he is, reportedly healthy, although I've got my question marks there. Uh, The move saves the Jets about $5.75 million in cap space. We'll start with the Quincy Inunua truther that is Marcus Grant. Am I a truther? I think so, a little See, bit. So I, yesterday, yeah. when when the news about Eric Decker broke, I yeah. remember I, I quote tweeted. I think Adam Schefter, who had it first, and I, I said, you know, the the Quincy and Unwa hype train is leaving the station, or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you've been talking about him all off season, though. A little bit. But here's the thing. So like after that happened, I think I did kind of you know, kind of stoke that fire a little bit. But in the hours. After that, okay. I really started to think about it, and and maybe this is my skeptical nature coming in. Of course, it is. <laughs> I'm just not like I, the idea suddenly that a guy who was a, a decent slot receiver in what was a bad offense last year. Bad. And let me preface this by saying Alex Gallagher actually just wrote a really interesting piece about not fearing necessarily bad offenses. Okay. Bad offenses do not always equal bad but fantasy players. NFL.com/slash Gallagher. Find it yeah, there. buddy. In this case. I do get concerned about the fact that, you know, Anunwa last year had Brandon Marshall there working. And even though it wasn't the best Brandon Marshall season that he ever had, he was still an imposing fr- a figure, an imposing yeah. presence on the outside. He's not going to have Brandon Marshall. He's not going to have Eric Decker. Now, DC still have to game plan for Brandon Marshall. You know what I mean? Right. So now all of a sudden, Quincy Anunwa has gone from being a, a decent slot receiver to now trying to be the guy to carry this offense. 
from the passing perspective. Yeah. Dealing with a quarterback in Josh McCown who, in his career, has never thrown for more than 2,500 yards. Is that right? Has never been able to stay healthy. I think he's at, actually, I think he's at 25-11 might be his career high or something <laughs> like that. That was the Chicago year, I think. Right. Um, he, he's never been able to stay, stay healthy throughout his career. Yeah. And suddenly now – But what about the hack? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, now all of a sudden Quincy Anunua is going to have to be the main guy, and yeah. which means that teams are going to try to take him – try to take him out, try to, to you know, to, to neutralize him. And suddenly I'm not as confident that the big progression is coming this year. I think yeah. my immediate thought yesterday was – he gives you Jeremy Curley kind of numbers where he gets a ton of targets, <laughs> but the yardage and the touchdowns are a little bit lacking. And maybe it's not going to be that depressed because I think Jeremy Curley That is not a but, resounding. No, and that's the thing. Like suddenly, after, you know, after I had some moments to kind of think about this, I started to think, well, maybe, maybe we're getting too ahead of ourselves. Maybe this is one of those things where, as Matt Harmon likes to talk about, you know. Yeah. Uh, progression isn't necessarily linear, and just because you find yourself in a new role doesn't necessarily mean you start to absorb all that production. I, and I start to wonder whether or not we get we're getting ahead of ourselves with a new one. Well, I mean, the Jeremy Curley comparison, at least in the statistical surface, maybe makes sense. But let's also not forget, Nunwa's got five inches on Curley and like fifty pounds. He's a bigger He's a big guy, boy, man. And like the whole scheming for players thing, I don't think people are gonna key in on Anunua. And also, if they do, let's not forget he plays a lot in the slot, as you said, and most stud cornerbacks don't shadow receivers into those areas. So he's going to be facing potentially a lower tier. And when it comes to wide receivers on bad teams or bad offenses, volume is king. We've seen volume trump terrible quarterback play in the past with plenty of receivers. But I also go back to the conversation we've had plenty of times on this podcast about the difficulty of having a slot receiver be your number one option there. And, you know, we've seen it. We've seen it with a guy like Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Quincy Anunua is not Jarvis Landry, so I mean. But that's, what's that's the a, price right now for Anunua? I mean, if it's in the double, digits, oh, the price is double digits, right? Yeah, now. I mean, so that's fine. You no, know, I think that's fine. But By I just way, feel like we should pump the brakes because now there's talk that hey, he could be a wide receiver three, maybe a fringe wide receiver two, and I feel like that is a little. That's a little aggressive. That's a little aggressive. A little aggressive. I, I would, I would love to have him just from a sheer volume standpoint as a flex play. And a guy that you can rotate in and out. You know what I'm saying? Because if he doesn't pan, if if you're resting your your hopes on Quincy Anunua, good luck to you. Yeah, you got problems. In 12 team <laughs> leagues so far, he's going at the back end of the 13th round on fantasy I, football calculator. Oh yeah, dude. I'm oh, sure on at uh, that price. My I mean, I'll buy all that. That's, that's a, a dart throw at that. Point. Oh, yeah. why not? At that price, I'll I'll, I'll pay that all day long. Uh, by the way, Facebook.com/slash/NFLFantasy. Again, Facebook.com slash NFL Fantasy. Like the page there, please. Like the page there. We're going to be doing these. Send um, us questions. Send us questions. We can take your questions. Ooh, that's that's my – that's Dylan Miller. That's, that's not my puppeteering voice from behind the glass. <laughs> the, the powers that be are sending us your questions on Periscope and Facebook. We'll try to get those on uh, here for you. Uh, Facebook.com slash NFL Fantasy or follow us on Twitter if you want to Periscope this bad boy, at NFL Fantasy. And, again, we're going to be taking a few of your – uh, questions a little later on in, in the show. Uh, we're going to be doing this regularly, by the way, this whole Facebook Live periscoping thing. I wouldn't get ahead of ourselves. We could totally botch this, you know, three <laughs> of us live, live TV. Shadowy League figures <clears throat> come running in here and pull all the yes. plugs. We would uh, like to do it more in the future. That is, but. Uh, that's a very good point. Uh, I will say <laughs> I will say this, though. <laughs> if we get Ixnade on the official account, I will still yeah. be Facebook Live. All right, I like boy. it. All year long, so gorilla, uh, gorilla Facebook oh, lives from. James come on, would you expect anything less from me? Come no. on now. All right, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about another wide receiver. This one was surprising, man. Hours after we, we recorded our podcast last week, the Chiefs did us and Jeremy Macklin dirty. Man. How dare they? 
shockingly cutting Macklin to save $10 million in cap space. Andy Reid was at Macklin's wedding two weeks ago. Macklin skipped his honeymoon to attend the voluntary OTAs. In a cold-blooded sport, this was the coldest, bloodiest move that I can remember in recent memory. But what does it mean from a fantasy perspective, Alex Gilhar? Well, first, let's look at the Chiefs then. This is going to – we saw that this offense when Macklin was injured last year and ineffective switch to more of a Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill sort of focus. So the volume that we might have been worried about that we saw with those guys last year is we – I think I expressed that concern on the podcast hours before he got cut. Now it should be at least stable. Like I don't think – Chris Conley might be a guy to look at in deeper leagues, but – Right now, or you know, our dear friend Albert Wilson, uh, Bird Alert. Bird Alert. Woo, I don't. Woo. I don't think either of those guys are going to come in and command an epic amount of targets. Yeah. So Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, their concerns are probably gone, and we know what this offense is going to look like now. And I think the the value we were talking about those guys where there might have been a little risk feels a lot safer now. I love Jeremy Macklin as a player, and he's been been nothing but reportedly a great teammate. And traditionally, you'd be worried about a guy that is their lone vertical threat. I know Tyreek Hill's got that speed, but Andy Reid seems to utilize him in, in, a, in a short yardage area, right? So like short to intermediate routes. Mm-hmm. Macklin's their one guy that can go over the top. But in this offense, I don't know if that matters, it right? It really doesn't. In the Alex Smith-led That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know they're, what I mean? Okay. So that's why I was at first like, oh, man, how could you let go of your only vertical guy? But when you don't throw the ball vertically, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. I hope he gets somewhere good, right? Jeremy Macklin? I mean, he was visiting with the Buffalo Bills, which would have been a great fantasy fit as well. Oh would have God, stopped would the Zay Jones oh. uh, hype train, but giving them a capable, like, past number one receiver would have been awesome. Right. Now he's on his way to Baltimore, which would also be a good fit. I but think that so. would that would muddy the waters and, and kind of ruin the value of Mike Wallace and Brashad Perriman, who, who right now are way down in ADP <laughs> and are great values. Bruh, I'm not worried about the ADP value of Mike Wallace, man. How dare you? <laughs> well, where is Wallace? Where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? Strange oh, Wallace. man. I hope I hope he goes to one of those two places. I think that those those would be two great fits for Jeremy Macklin and or uh, Buffalo and or B- Baltimore as well. Although, I'm, you know, uh, of course, Philadelphia fans desperately want him to come back there. Why they got all the receivers right now. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but you know what? That trio, right? Like if he was, if it was Jeremy Macklin, Alshon Jeffrey, and Jordan Matthews on the inside, watch out. Why are you hating Torrey Smith? What about Nelson Aguilar? He's tracking his own drops at OTAs right now. He's trying to make a comeback. Also, why are you just (laughs) trying to load up the Eagles with a collection of number two receivers? Ooh. Alshon Jeffrey's a one, no? Okay. All right. (laughs) Uh, by the way, do I need to rewrite my bus column? Because Travis Kelsey now looks like he could get a just a ridiculous amount of targets in this offense. Uh, I mean, you could just add a little note. I don't think you have to rewrite it. Okay. <laughs> I, I do wonder, though. Like, I feel like his ADP is going to become way overinflated now. I don't think so. I mean, he, he's in the 40s right now. He, is he really going to get pushed into the 30s? That'd be crazy. I could see that. I could see that. Because oh, people are going to look at this offense and say, where else are the targets going to go? I think they're I mean, gonna. I he's think been they're nicknamed look at Baby Gronk for years, and somebody that might not want to take the injury risk of Gronk might throw a dart at Travis Kelsey instead. I just I can't see a tight end again who's had one excellent year, eleven hundred yards and what seven touchdowns? Five. I Five think touchdowns. That's not great, right? So like, you know what I mean? Like it's that tight, guy. It's tight end great nowadays. It's tight end great. Well, it was tight end great for twenty sixteen. I think. No, I think we'll see. Great. I think we'll still see. I, th- I think we'll see a little bit of a resurgence. In 2017, but oh, it's that it's that time of the year for that narrative. 
I, I just saw uh, earlier uh, yesterday Blake Bortles had fixed his mechanics. I'm sure we're going to get Ryan Tannehill's breakout season is coming, and now its tight ends are going to return to form. Uh, yes. All right. It it's, is that it's, season. It's that time of the year. That train, oh. that train is never late. It uh, never late. Uh, listen, we got a, a few Periscope questions coming in. We're going to answer these a little later on the show. If you guys want to tweet at us, if you guys want to find us on Periscope, uh, the handle is at NFL Fantasy. If you want to send us some Facebook questions, it's NFL – excuse me, it's uh, Facebook.com slash NFL Fantasy. Again, NFL.com slash Draft Kit for those of you who want to get – a leg up on the competition come draft day. All right, let's break down the NFC West. The Seahawks at 10-5-1 last year. The team added Eddie Lacy, who played all of five games in 2016. 71 carries, 360 yards, rushing no touchdowns. None. Zero. That was in a contract year. I shall ask you, Alex Gilhar, because I, I think you have him ranked the highest. I've got him ranked around 70. Fab's in the 50s. Marcus Grant in the 50s. Rank in the 50s. You got him almost at 50. You got him at 49 in your top 100. How do you feel about Eddie Lacy coming into 2017? I mean, so-so. <laughs> you know, we've seen we've seen what he can do. We've also seen him struggle for two years. Uh, he's now on a one-year deal. Like, yes, last year was a contract year. I think the injuries played more with it. So fully healthy, yeah. getting a chance in a good offense that wants to reestablish the running game. Pete Carroll's long coveted him. I think he's got a chance. He's got he's got a chance in those middle rounds where you might be, especially if you go wide receiver heavy early and you're looking at a back that could turn in a feature back type season. Lacey's a decent guy to go for. I'll probably end up knocking him down a little bit. Those rankings were from yeah, over a month a ago. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, I think he's in that middle tier of running backs that has plenty of upside but has plenty of risk, and you just have to balance that with how you construct your roster. He played five games because he missed the rest of the year after going on IR with an ankle surgery. Uh, MG, what's your take on Eddie Lacy? Uh, I mean, I, I think he's going to be – he's the hammer. He's he's the guy that you know, they get down near the goal line. He'll get the football. I'm still sort of – I'm I'm getting more excited about CJ Prosize. This is where I, we need to channel franchise and stuff. Yep. But um, <laughs> you've been getting too many beers with Franchito. What's going I, on? Know, I just I'm I'm really starting to feel CJ Prosize in okay. this offense. And maybe you know maybe I've been reading the, the hype the hype pieces too much this this off season, But they keep talking about him having a bigger role. And we saw last year when he was healthy, he was starting to do some really good things in that offense. He just couldn't stay on the field because of injuries. We got, so we got our game. We got out of him. Right. That was amazing. Right. I think he left it early with injury. And, you know, there was so much hype about him last offseason when he was coming in about what he could do. And I think, you know, as long as he stays healthy, uh, I feel like he's the guy who's going to start to be more of an impactful player. I think Lacey, again, he's he will be to Seattle sort of what LeGarrette Blunt is supposed to be to Philadelphia uh, as that guy who's just a hammer for him. Like I said, I, I, what I wrote previously was that I'm just worried about his role in this offense, right? Because – yeah, they signed him to a deal, but as we've seen with Pete Carroll and as we've seen with Seattle, they don't care about deals. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, he's there. Uh, you know, they've got a guy like C.J. Prosize who looks to be handling a lot of the passing down work. I think Thomas Rawls still has a place in that offense as well. And, you know, knowing Pete Carroll like you do, Marcus Grant, <laughs> you, you wouldn't be surprised at all if he brought up some random practice squad guy, right? No, because that's, you know, that's what he does. Right. That's what he I mean, does. at some point at SC, I think he had like nine running backs. It was crazy. So that's kind of where I worry about Eddie Lacy. And I, I think the floor for me, I'm just – I'm worried about the floor. And for me, I, I just – I'm hands off with him, man. I, I can't – I can't – I just can't do it this year. I can't do it this year. Understandable. All right, Doug Baldwin was your wide receiver 10, believe it or not, in 2016. 1,100 yards receiving, seven touchdowns total. Any reason to think that 
we won't get similar numbers no, he's from be, Doug Baldwin. He's, nah. he's being a little undervalued right now. People I agree. Are, people are taking shots on you know, whole wishful thinking with guys like DeAndre Hopkins and things ahead of Doug Baldwin when he's done it for back-to-back years. He's the clear number one option in an offense that has increased its pass attempts every year of Russell Wilson's career. I don't know if that's a good thing, though, right? I mean, as we saw last year, it was, it was a little bit of a train wreck. Well, I mean, last year it also got exacerbated by the fact that Wilson was injured. They had no running game. Yep. The offensive line was a mess. Yep, yep. But still, it's been it's been a consistent upward trend. And even last year, as high as it was, it still didn't approach the level of, like, a Green Bay or a New England or a New Orleans. So there's there's room to go. But even still, if they stay, if they stay level, like Doug Baldwin put up wide receiver one numbers in that offense last time around, there's no reason to think he can't approach that again. Yeah. I, I feel like we, we – we keep trying to downgrade Doug Baldwin. We keep trying to say that, you know, he can't do it again. But at this point, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board now. All right. So we got Dylan Milner. He's pushing me to get these questions. And I, I agree. We'll, we should get – We'll mix it up. We'll ask we'll mix it some up. questions. Yeah. We'll mix it up. All right. How about this? Uh, this is from Periscope. How do you feel about Mike Gillisley with the Pats? We'll start with you, Marcus Grant. I'm scared. I'm just – I'm scared of Pats running backs in general. I mean, I, I guess I feel a little more confident hearing these rumors that he may be the starter, that he may be the – but, I mean, look, does, man. Does the does the title of starter mean anything? That's part of it. Is that it doesn't really mean much of anything. And, you know, part of what has made the Patriots so good offensively – I mean, one, obviously Tom Brady, but also because you don't know what's coming. You have no idea what's coming. Right. You know, so, yeah, Gillespie might be the starter nominally – but we know there's still Rex Burkhead there. We know that, you know, right now, James White and Deion Lewis are still there. There's yep. so many guys there that can take opportunity. That it's just it's so hard to peg. I mean, I guess if you're targeting one, it's probably Gillisley, but that's still later rounds just because yeah. you don't know. I mean, I think you're going to take a late round. We're talking 13th, 14th, 15th round in, in like a 10-team league. You're just going to take a dart throw. At, at whatever Patriots running back you feel good about, is it Mike Gillisley? Is it Rex Burkhead? Is it James White? Is it Deion? Just take a dart throw. I think one of those guys will pan out, but again, one of them will. I mean, the, you, you the trouble wait. is with this offense too. We've seen it's it kind of been outliers in recent years where they've had running backs that have been like weekly fantasy relevant. We right. had Garrett Blunt last year. Sure. We had Stephen Ridley a handful of years ago. <laughs> That's we right. had Deion Lewis for a few weeks, but then he got injured. But otherwise. This offensive philosophy has always been to kind of rotate players. Who was that players. cat that randomly ran for two hundo? J- Jonas Gray. Jonas. <laughs> so, like, in, in that year, otherwise, a lot of their years have been with uh, a handful of contributors yeah. working their roles. So, Gillisley is probably the one with the best chance to carve out a Stephen Ridley or LeGarrette Blunt-like role. But as we said, there's a lot of risk involved. All right, how about Johnny Messick from Facebook? He says, Dalvin Cook, what round is too soon, Alex Gilhart? What round is too soon? Yeah, too uh, soon. One. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're oh, not nice. taking him in round two nice. or three nice. either. Easy, Come easy, on, easy answer there. I think right now, if you're drafting this early, maybe round four feels a little too soon. I'd I'd like to slide into that five, six, seven. In range. in terms of like, so are you putting them in the fifties, in the sixties, in terms of rankings? I think fifties or sixties sounds that about sounds right. about right. right for right now. I mean, you know, again, they they paid some good money to get Latavius Murray. Uh, the offensive line is still not great. They still have Sam Bradford back there. So there's still a lot of question marks. And regardless of however you feel about Dalvin Cook, if you think he's super talented or whatever it might be, the the ingredients there in Minnesota don't look great. You know what I mean? Offensive line play, quarterback play, it could all – and Latavius Murray is there. I, I don't know. I think 50s or 60s sounds about right. And that's and, – and, again, you're still hoping 
for the best there because it's certainly not laid out to be a clear path for, for now, Dalvin Cook. Minnesota was actually one of the offenses I wrote that was kind of underrated right now. If you look okay. at it, they had two wide receivers that were almost 1,000-yard guys. Diggs missed a bunch of games with a uh, groin injury that dogged him through much of the season. He said he was never right after that. Yeah. They also had to undergo not one but two quarterback changes and also an offensive philosophy shift. They've upgraded their offensive line. They got Mike Remmers and Riley Reef. I mean – it could be a marginal upgrade over what they had last year, but it's still steps to improve. And they were injured. And they were injured. Yeah. Delvin Cook is a better is a better back than anybody they had there last year. I think the and Bradford How actually dare played you. pretty well. I know. Sorry Speak to speak ill on Jarek McKinnon. On Jarek McKinnon. But huh? I thought we were gonna stand for Matt Asiata right now. Bradford, uh, uh, no. Bradford <laughs> actually played my, Matt Asiata is the band of my existence. Let Jarek McKinnon run. <laughs> Uh, Sam Bradford played competently last year, and now, and if you look at his last five games, he averaged over 17 points a game, fantasy points a game in those last five games. Yeah. So they can get standard, like competent play from him. They've got two good wide receivers. They, they locked up. They've got Kyle Rudolph. They improved their offensive line and they improved their running game. Okay. This could be a sneaky offense that we're underrating last year because it everything was falling apart. Like think of the, all that adversity they had last year. They still put up solid numbers. It's true. We're it's wishful true. thinking in June if everything stays right. Okay. This offense could surprise. We're breaking down the NFC West. I know we just answered some questions about the NFC North there, but that's okay. Uh, the Seahawks, we talked about at 10-5-1. and one. Uh, Second place in that division, the Cardinals at 7-8-1. and one. David Johnson. David Flippin' Johnson. How about it? 21-18 total. 20 total touchdowns. This dude was just unbelievable. Uh, Marcus Grant had a saying. It was David Johnson, no matter what. No matter what. No matter what, baby. But let me ask you this. If the offense falls apart again in 2017, and really, the offense did fall apart in 2016. It was not a great offense by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Can David Johnson carry the load again like he did last year? Uh, I think he can. Um, you know, certainly the talk out of Arizona right now is that they expect him to see a an equivalent number of touches, equivalent number of opportunity this year. Um, I think what helps is the fact that they are able to move him around in the offense too, and, yeah. and like I won't say hide him because you can't hide a guy that talented. Favorable matchups, right? But just display the matchups with him. So I I do see that happening. I'm also skeptical that the offense will break down again this year like it did last year. I mean, I know Carson Palmer, obviously a year older. Right. I know they still have some offensive line issues there. But if the talk is that John Brown is better this year. Yeah, if they figured um, that sickle cell thing out. Right, right. I know he tweaked his hamstring, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be serious. Um, you know, obviously they, they have expectations for J.J. Nelson this year. Old Larry, man Fitz. Larry Fitzgerald is still there, even though he's you know obviously not the same guy he was five years ago. He's still a very talented guy there. So – uh, I, I feel like last year was a hiccup for this offense. And so as long as it can you know, be relevant even, uh, I think that makes David Johnson that much better. I believe in Bruce Arians. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I think he's, they've got great coaching there in Arizona. But, man, I tell you what, I, and I know David Johnson is a top three pick, period. And in, in a lot of leagues, he's probably going to go number one. Right, Alex? I mean, and you can understand why. 2,000 total yards, 20 total touchdowns, which is just, I mean, just boggles the mind. But – I just have a little bit of hesitation considering that if Carson Palmer does go down, and how old is he, like 47? He's going to be 39, I think, <laughs> oh, this year. <laughs> 39. I mean, I'm just saying if he, if he misses some time, you know what I mean? I, who's their backup QB right now? Uh, Drew, Stanton, Drew Stanton, right? Oh, no, excuse me. He'll be 30. He'll finish this season as 38. Okay. He's 37 right now. All right. So, I mean – 
but going from Carson Palmer to Drew Stanton is uh, a little scary. Could be. A little scary. Could be. So, I don't know. I, I just have a little bit of hesitation there. All right, the Rams are 4-12 and last year. Todd Gurley was the RB20. Uh, 885 rushing yards, 327 receiving yards. Uh, decent yardage there, six total touchdowns. It's interesting to me because, you know, obviously he was going as a top three pick last year, and he's widely regarded as 2016's largest bust. But you still got top 20 running back production out of Todd Gurley. Now, was he a difference maker? No. But I think he was still a stable fantasy presence uh, on your on your roster, even though it was not spectacular at all. It just happened to be, you know, obviously you invested a top three pick in Todd Gurley. What do you do with Todd Gurley in 2017, Alex Gilhart? Uh, you wait until it gets too uncomfortable and then you draft him somewhere in late round two or round three. I think there's there's certainly optimism coming out of Los Angeles with Sean McVay there. Yeah, you got to feel early a lot early reports that. are Goff is picking up his offense quite well. I mean, it's mm. June, everything with a grain of salt. <laughs> uh, and last year was a situation where, like, pre- pretty much, I, uh, I used the expression uh, in that piece I wrote, not to keep referencing it, but you guys should all read it. NFL.com/slash/Gelhar. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> but um, the Rams offense last year, I don't like to buy into the phrase that it couldn't possibly be worse than last year. But are are but are better like but it could be better than last year but that's the case for the Rams like they were the fourth worst team in Football Outsiders DVOA offensive DVOA since 1989 like that's a long period of awfulness they were dead last in points <laughs> dead last dead last in uh, yards and dead last in first downs last year by 2016 wide Rams <laughs> long season of awfulness I like so it. there's certainly hope but there are also a lot of concerns like if Goff doesn't push the offense up they don't have like a as much of a number one wide receiver as they did last year in Kenny Britt. They've got, you know, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tavon Austin. They got a bunch of, of pieces. So there's there's concern and optimism, but the guy's gonna have volume. What would hurt him is if he loses the passing down work he saw last year because that, as you said, he offered at least a safe weekly floor and got in that top twenties. That's because he was seeing, you know, four or five targets a game down 100%, the stretch. Yeah. And that was helping mitigate his lack of touchdowns and I mean, lack of rushing yards. Three hundred twenty-seven receiving yards is pretty good. Not bad. And a lot of that came on later. Like he yeah. wasn't getting that work earlier. But I mean, there's a possibility they already hinted that uh, Sean McVay wants Lance Dunbar. He had, or he wants Lance Dunbar to be his new Chris Thompson there. And Chris Thompson was a huge pass catcher when McVay was Big in time. Washington. Big time. So we'll have to watch that play out a little bit if that is kind of the trend coming. Because if Gurley loses that passing down work. He's gonna slip into like Jeremy Hill territory with less touchdown upside. Is it Uh-oh. fair? Is it fair to mention that Todd Gurley's had five really good games in his career? He had those four when he when he first kind of took over as a starter there, his rookie season. He put four straight games yeah. of over 120 rushing yards, right? Back, and then he had one later that year where he had 140 yards. That's kind of been it. Those are the, those are his only hundred yard rushing games hmm. in his career. And I look, yes, last year obviously the Rams were bad. And they weren't great the Bad. year before that. But, you know, at some point, I don't know. I mean, so I just for, feel like that's – it's at least a caveat. It's something that's hanging over his head right now. If I'm hearing you correctly, you don't necessarily buy this, you know, round two slash three price tag right now for Todd Gurley. He's being ranked commonly in the 20s, which means you're going to have to take him near the end of the second round, early third round. But, I, yeah – I understand why he's there, and I think it goes back to, and this may be my my mantra for the offseason, the the death of the fantasy running back. The Mm -hmm. fact that he is still, he is 
ar- inarguably the guy there. I mean, he's their starter. He's going to be their bell cow there. And he's so, their best offensive player. He's, right. he's the best player on that offense, and he should see well over 200 touches a right. game, which and is so, something you can't turn your nose up. Right, at. and so that's the reason why, because okay. you know he's going to get those guaranteed touches, and so that's something that people are reaching for. But there is – I think he's one of the biggest risk-reward prospects running back-wise so far this year. I'll buy into the Sean McVay offense. Why not? It's a huge upgrade over Jeff Fisher, right? So, I mean, I'll, I'll it, buy it. It was one of – I know Chris Wessling was just talking about this and giving Jared Goff a pass last year, but yeah. we kind of have to look at that offense as a bit of a mulligan. They had one of the most uninspiring offensive coaching staffs. Yeah. The offensive line was in shambles. They yep. threw a wook- rookie to the Wolves. I almost said Wookiee on accident. They <laughs> threw a wolf. rookie to the Wolves <laughs> before he was ready. Yeah. Like, they, they lacked playmakers on the outside. So, we kind of got to give it a mulligan and – Sure, why not? There's reason for optimism. All right, the San Francisco 49ers were a woeful 2-14, and 14, but you found some decent fantasy prospects there. Carlos Hyde was the RB15, had 988 rushing yards, 163 receiving yards, also nine total touchdowns, pretty good, but no Chip Kelly this year. Kyle Shanahan now comes in into the Bay Area. He's the head coach, and man, if you have been following camp reports, the reports surrounding Carlos Hyde are bad. Basically, the reports saying that Hyde is not a good fit and he looks confused out there in, in Kyle Shanahan's one-cut zone-blocking scheme run game. I don't know. I, I There's a lot of red flags there surrounding Carlos Hyde, but Marcus Grant, what do you say? Yeah, and look, right around the draft when there was all this talk of you know, Shanahan doesn't necessarily like Carlos Hyde and then they go out and they get Joe Williams, and I know that you know the the – Carlos Hyde terror alert was on like Black Watch Plaid or something like that. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to back off that a little bit. Yeah, sure. and, and this talk, you know, you mentioned the all the reports of, of how confused and how bad he looks at camp. I feel like the one main report was Grant Cohn, okay, uh, who really, who just really kind of lit up Hyde about yeah. how poor he looked. That's true. Um, but also. It was like the first practice in a brand new offense, <laughs> you know. In shorts. In shorts, like in June. Like, okay. I feel like this okay. is not a definitive evaluation of what Carlos Hyde. Yes, okay, he doesn't look great right now because he's learning how this thing's going to work for him. So let's let's give it a minute, right? And and if you go back and you read some of the quotes that Shanahan and John Lynch have had, um, they have not been obviously committal. They're not just willing no. to hand the job to to Carlos Hyde. But at the same time, there's been a lot of. We like what he can do. We think we can unlock more visibility. Okay. Let's give him a chance and see what can happen here. So I'm starting to believe less and less that somehow Joe Williams is going to run in here and just take the job away automatically. Now, now, if we get to a couple weeks in and Carlos Hyde is still struggling in the offense and it doesn't look good, yeah. then maybe things change. But right now I'm still believing Carlos Hyde has some value. And I think with all this talk about how bad he looks – it's just depressing his ADP, which makes him, I think, more of a draft value, right? Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, you know, Fantasy Pros has him at, at an aggregate ranking around 30. That's so, pulling from a bunch of yeah, analysts from exactly. different sites and a stuff. A bunch okay. of different ones. I think it's like 12 or 13 or something different uh, analysts. And, and so the aggregate ranking around uh, around Carlos Hyde right now is in that 30s area. But, man, I just – he's such a talented guy. He's such a talented guy, but – it's interesting to me, right, because, like, when he was at Ohio State, they did a lot of RPOs, and then obviously with Chip Kelly, that's that's their whole offense is RPOs. It's been a long time. It's been an extremely long time uh, since he's had to do, you know, reads. You know what I mean? Right. In, in a, a more traditional offense. So I, I don't necessarily – I hear what you're saying. You know, it's not like it's not like a bunch of beat reporters are coming out and saying Carlos Hyde looks terrible. But 
I don't think the coaching staff, I don't think the ownership has given them, you know, a huge endorsement, and that's that's got me a little bit worried. This, All is, right. this is one where I really want to wait until the pads come on. That's true. That's when it's going to be vastly different. Okay. All right. So we'll 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 just give him an NA grade right now, <laughs> and we'll see what's up. Open floor now. Uh, give me a storyline I'm missing in the NFC West. Alex Gelhar. Let's start with the team at the top. I labeled this guy as one of my deep sleepers that you can find in the draft kit, NFL.com slash draft kit. Yeah, buddy. Paul Richardson right now Paul has basically Richardson. been non-existent in fantasy discussions. And why I bring him up is to just help shine a light on this and get some more people digging into it and thinking about him. Okay. But this is a guy who lit up the playoffs and the late season with highlight reel catch after highlight reel catch after highlight reel catch. He's a former second round pick, size speed combination, got all the tools. And if you look at that Seattle passing offense, as we mentioned earlier, it's been increasing its pass attempts. Doug Baldwin's number one. Jimmy Graham is number two. Number three should presumably be Tyler Lockett, but he's coming off a ghastly broken leg injury that he suffered in true. mid to late December. True, true. So even if he's, quote unquote, ahead of schedule and, quote unquote, going to come back stronger and faster than ever, like I call shenanigans, like a, <laughs> a bone injury like that takes a while to come back from. Yeah. Just look at what happened to Thomas Rawls last year as he was coming back from a similar lower leg broken right. injury. You yeah. know, it takes time. And Rich, then he suffered re-injury. Yes, right. and they've already been hinting that they want to give Paul Richardson more opportunities. And the, the competition he has for the number three option in that passing attack is Jermaine Curse. Like, okay. Who's the number two? That's it. It's, 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 like, it's going to be Paul Richardson. <laughs> it probably he's going to be the number two receiver, number three overall target after Graham. Right. So I think he's a guy that certainly has some nice best ball or flex upside for those big games, especially in matchups where the Seahawks figure to toss the ball a lot. All right, give me a storyline I'm missing. Marcus Grant. Uh, I'm going to go back to San Francisco, or I guess Santa Clara. Um, Homer. Later, we, we, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Quincy and Nunwa and what potentially his future could be in this this new world there in New York. But Pierre Garçon, I think, you know, we talk about the 49ers. Everybody's like, ugh, Niners, uh, Brian Hoyer. But let's look. Pierre Garçon had some of his best years under Kyle Shanahan playing in Washington. Uh, now he's in a situation where he is undoubtedly the number one target. He is going to be a target monster. I mean, look, if Jeremy Curley could lead the team in targets and be the top receiver, Pierre, if Pierre Garçon gets the requisite amount of looks, he will far surpass that sort of output there. They've got a better offensive coordinator this year, or at least a better offensive mind with Shanahan running things yep. there. Uh, Brian Hoyer, I know we kind of like to you know make fun of him or whatever, but the guy's at least a competent quarterback. He gets the ball out. He gets the ball to his receivers. So Pierre Garçon's a guy who comes off the board late, who has some nice value. Again, he's not going to be an every-week fantasy starter for you, but a guy that you can rotate in, put in your flex, maybe a third wide receiver if you need. Uh, and, and I think he's a guy who could potentially outperform his ADP. Isn't Brian Hoyer also a guy that has a little bit of tunnel vision? Right, we saw when he we, finds a guy he likes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If he and 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 last year we thought it might be Alshon Jeffrey, but really it was Cameron Meredith. It didn't matter where Cameron Meredith was, what was happening, double team, game, end of game situation. It doesn't matter. He just kept firing the ball over and over. With, he did it with New Hopkins exactly, back in Houston Exactly right. So if we can somehow parse out in the preseason who he likes. I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. I don't hate, and if it's Pierre Garcon, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. All right, let's get to some Facebook and Periscope questions here. Um, well, we got, geez, we got a bunch coming through. <laughs> but um, let's start here. Uh, we've got uh, John Richardson saying, I can't touch Gurley anymore. That's a comment, not a question. Um, we will talk about 
Oh, my gosh. I am struggling to find questions here. Oh, right. I got one. Okay. Here we go. Uh, from Dylan Ray Calagroso on Facebook, does Deshaun Watson make D-Hop and Will Fuller untouchable? I find that to be the exact opposite of what I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I I have – I won't say more confidence in Deshaun Watson. We don't know yet, but I, yeah. I don't know that I would – suddenly downgrade those receivers just because Watson takes over. I mean, I think he's smart enough to know who his playmakers are just watching him at Clemson. Yeah. And I think he'll figure out a way to get the ball to Nuke and or Will Fuller. So, I, you know, I don't know that I'm scared by that. All right. Sportshead Radio on Periscope ask Hunt, Kareem Hunt, I'm assuming, or Samaje P. Ryan. P. Ryan. Yeah. P. Ryan all day. P. Ryan for me. I know. Like, yeah. And all I, day long. You guys know how much I love Kareem Hunt, but yeah, P. Ryan. All right. There you go. Um, let's see. What else have we got? Uh, we got a handcuff situation here. Who's the best running back handcuff? James Conner, Derek Henry. Uh, Henry. I, I mean, you know, I know, and I know the the attitude on handcuffs is changing uh, in the fantasy industry about whether or not you actually should spend a draft pick on one. You but, shouldn't. But if you are going to, I mean, Henry over over Conner. Okay, there you go, Alex Gelhar. Your thoughts? Uh, so it was. Derrick Henry or James Conner? Yep. Sorry, I, was, I switched behind the glass now because we lost Dylan Milner, so I'm trying to get everything back up to speed. Uh, I think I'd go Henry, too. Okay. There you go. Those are your Facebook questions and your Periscope questions. By the way, uh, again, we're going to be going live with this bad boy every single week. NFL.com. Uh, excuse me. You can find the draft kit at NFL.com slash draft kit. You can follow along uh, on Twitter, Periscope, at NFL Fantasy. You can find us on Facebook as well, Facebook.com slash NFL Fantasy. And, and just full disclosure, if it doesn't go on NFL Fantasy, I'm still going to be putting it on my own personal Facebook <laughs> page. As well. We're going underground. We're going pirate podcasting here. We're yes. Underground. That's how we do it in the danger zone, man. <laughs> All right, listen, let's uh, wrap up your show with a round of Daily Daps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the Daily Daps and Hoops. Give me daps, because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps it's so funny. I get fed these questions, and, this and that I'm out of my mode of, like, trying to find questions. You right. know what I'm saying? It's our first time. We're, you know, we're it's knocking not. the rust off uh, with this operation. Yeah, so yeah. forgive us. Uh, shoot us some comments on Twitter <laughs> or the Facebook page of what else you'd like to see us do in future broadcasts. Sure. Shield-endorsed shield or gorilla. Uh, there you <laughs> go. MG Mike, I'm Marcus Grant. Give me a daily dap. Uh, well, I got a couple. I, well, first off, an undap. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. This is a, a story that came out last week about some – for lack of a better term, hotel in the Swiss Alps. Swiss Alps. Where they are advertising what they call a wallless room. So basically, it's like some hardwood flooring okay. out in the middle of an open field in the mountains. But there's really no walls? There's, re- there, there's beds. I thought there's you were. There's like nightstands. Yeah, but there's no wall. There's no wall. It's not a glass wall? It is no, there are no walls it's so it's like it looks like what it looks like a well-appointed luxury hotel room yeah. there's just no walls and you were out in the elements in the middle of the swiss alps and you have a butler who actually has a a room with walls that he gets to prepare in. <laughs> like he's got like a little cabin <laughs> he has a cabin that he changes in oh, and he prepares your meals man. and brings them to you yet you are outside in a room that you had the privilege of paying 200 dollars a night for yeah Undaps to that doesn't doesn't quite make sense. I don't know. It sounds kind of interesting. Undaps to that. Um, I don't know if this is a dap it's or an like, undap. Wait, hold on, yes. hold on. This what? is like it's like fancy, 
Fancy camping, camping yes. with Wait. a butler. <laughs> I like. I don't think Except, it like sounds awesome, but I'm intrigued. Like, Except even with camping, like I don't know. I sleep in a tent. That's what I'm saying. You got to have some kind of protection from the elements. No, you're in the mountains, now, bro. Apparently, Man. apparently, you can cancel last minute if the weather looks like it's going to be bad. Now, oh, I see. I don't know what happens if you show up and all of a sudden the weather takes an unexpected see. turn. Yeah. Uh, you know, then I think you're just you go knock on the butler's yeah. door and ask if you can cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this one here, I don't know if it's a dab or it's more of a request, and it's a request okay. to you, James Co. What's that? Uh, as we embark upon Game Three of the NBA Finals tonight, <laughs> I would like to just—I would like to okay. kindly ask that you avoid any grand pronouncements <laughs> about the outcome of the series based on this game. Based on whatever's happened the last couple of games, whatever oh, happened, man. I just—we all remember last year when you prematurely handed the trophy to the Golden State oh, Warriors. I gotta go back and find that audio, and we can make um, it a drop. <laughs> Bro, it's over. Like I warned you over. to not do it, and we see how it turned out. So I'm asking you this time, <laughs> please do not congratulate oh anyone until the series is over. So, so here's the thing. The funny, the funny addendum to this story is I actually got an email last night. Remember that dude who sent us that card? Yes. Yes. Uh, from Cleveland? Yes. Calling you the buzzkill? Yep. Yep. So he sends me an email saying, "Bro, we need your help in Cleveland." <laughs> <laughs> Can you, can, you can you tell the fans on the podcast again that the series is over? I'm like, and, and it's funny, that was independent of you <laughs> saying, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, and finally, my one actual dap. Okay. Uh, dap to Mr. Met. Mr. Met. <laughs> what? Because, like, look, I will say this. As okay. someone who spent a couple of years in minor league sports uh, and had to put on a mascot costume on more than one occasion mm. – Sometimes are there pictures of this? Uh, nope. And uh, smart, yes. So, smart. so he says now. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's true. I mean. Could you really tell? I'm wearing an outfit with a with a head on it. But that's that's to your own disservice there, telling me that because I'm gonna find a <laughs> mascot picture and send so, it out. So you know, look. Sometimes like people give you hell, and it's sometimes it's a lot of times it's unjustified and undeserved. And yes, you probably shouldn't. You know, give the fans the one finger salute, but sometimes it happens. And you know, I was uh, I was a little bit dismayed that uh, you know area New Yorker was fired for acting like an area New Yorker. Right. But uh, look, I understand it. Sometimes you just have to you know you have to push back a little bit. So kudos to Mr. Met for letting his feelings be known and <laughs> and and undapt to the guy who like wanted to be a snitch and put it on the internet. I love and, that. Uh, that's the I love that. That's the one positive dap that you. Have. <laughs> Is the dude giving uh, the bird to somebody else, which is amazing. All right, Alex Gelhar, what you got? Uh, first, daily daps to Wonder Woman. Saw it over the weekend. There you go. My sister before I good. left Minneapolis. Very fun. I uh, thought Gal was great. Chris Pine was great. It was uh, the best entry into the new DC Cinematic Universe yet. But when the bar has been set you know, below sea level by the past couple movies, it's not yeah. very hard. But kudos to them. That was uh, an awesome movie. Shocking move. When you hire a director who has been nominated for an Oscar, you're going to get good results. I know that's, I know that's hard to that's fathom. Re- that's revolutionary. Yeah, but James, she was a woman. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, the director was a good storyteller and people were invested in it. It was, yeah. it was good. So go see it if you haven't already. Uh, Daily Daps to the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup Qualifier Game tomorrow okay. versus Trinidad and Tobago. Everybody watch go. it. Uh, I think 5 o'clock Pacific time. I'm not sure the channel. Probably FS1 or something. But cheer them on. Watch Christian 
uh, Pulisic, he's great. Uh, he's our great hope for the future. So okay. please keep keep it up, kid. And uh, daily adapts to the city of Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Uh, I was just it's there good, this past it's good, weekend. It's a good town. It's where, okay. my, where my sister lives. Uh, we were there for my dad's 50th birthday. Uh, the parents drove in. I flew in. We had a good time there. Underrated city. Okay. Drinking, culture, everything. Lots of great breweries are popping up there. Went to a couple. Uh, Surly was delicious. Okay. And Head Flyer had just opened a couple months ago. That's where, if you saw on Instagram, they had a giant table that was an actual cribbage board. So it was like uh, a normal table, but they drilled all the holes into it so you could play cribbage on it while you drank your beers there, which was great. And it's a very bikeable city. It's very clean. It's got a great energy, great music, great museums, all that stuff. So if you need an escape, go in the summer go to Minneapolis. Summer. <laughs> Not go in the winter. <laughs> Otherwise, you will hate me because it gets outrageously cold. How far of a drive is that from your hometown? From uh, where my parents live, it's about four hours, four and a half hours. I okay, think. that's so not bad. It's like four. It's like six hours from Milwaukee, maybe a little more. Okay, so, so there you go. Uh, I'll give a daily damp out to, uh, and I know I'm talking in the right room here, but uh, Frank Miller's comic series Ronin. What do you think? We're nerds or something? <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are. Uh, Frank Miller's Ronin uh, got the chance to to read that over the weekend. Um, man, it, it was written in 1982, 1983, and it is still so relevant, and it is still so good. If you haven't had a chance uh, to go check it out, uh, I, you know, I actually rented it out from my, my local library, so I think it's at least worth finding out if your local library uh, has it. Frank Miller's Ronin. I highly recommend it. Really, really good. Uh, I'm going to give – I know I'm not, you know, franchise, but I will give a music recommendation uh, for those of you who like hip-hop. Uh, Daily Dap to Diplo, who released a track yesterday featuring Justin Bieber and Rich Chiga. It's and called – That's your boy. That's my boy. Anything Rich Chiga is going to get a Daily Dap from me. <laughs> uh, the, song, the song is called Bankroll. Is it highbrow? No. <laughs> is it thought-provoking? No. It's like trap music, really. Uh, it's something that you will hear at the club, but, man, it is good. It's a banger. Uh, Diplo, it's called Bankroll. Go find that. I think they uh, he released it on Twitter, and uh, it's on SoundCloud as well. So there you go. For the WizKid from Wisconsin. Uh, wait, I was going to say real quick, if you uh, could, please, don't forget to rate and review the podcast on please. iTunes. That's right. please we do. need those, and that is also probably where we will do listener leagues from again That's with right. uh, new reviews. So go get one in early. You there know, you Stake your claim on the turf. Send us a screen grab of it and get in get in that mix right you know, now. I'll say this, too. If you get in now, I would say you would have a leg up on the competition. It'll certainly help. I mean, you don't want to get in now and be like, hey, I want to leg up on the competition. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? still (laughs) like creativity. Let us know what you like about the show. Let us like know what you don't like. You know what I mean? You know, if I'm a buzzkill, you can keep putting that out there. That's fine. (laughs) Drop that five-star rating in there, though. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Please. i tell you what. But, yeah, no, if you you get in on that train early, it can only help. It can only help. It certainly won't hurt. It's crazy how competitive it is to get into one of these listener leagues as well. I was really, it was really how awesome. How was that last, last year? year? We got such an outpouring of people, you know, beseeching us to get in the leagues. So right. I know we all were like, Harmon and Franchise were like tilting Im- immediately with how many <laughs> responses they got and how many good ones there were. <laughs> so like, we really appreciated the outpouring of support and yeah. we'll, we'll be, you know, firing it up again this year. Rate and review the podcast. By the way, facebook.com slash NFL Fantasy. Twitter handle at NFL Fantasy. Uh, we're going to be periscoping Facebook living this bad boy all through the offseason and into the regular season as well. You can find the draft kit 
the draft kit. Go find it now. NFL.com slash draft kit. Also, sign up. Sign yeah, up. Buddy. God, we're such good corporate stooges. Let us keep doing this. Mock drafts are open. I believe live drafts actually open really soon. In a week or In two? In about a week or so. Don't hold so me to that. Really, right. But really soon. We'll say that. All that corporate speak right at the end. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's the show for the WizKid from Wisconsin. Alex Gelhar, MG Mike Guy, Marcus Grant. I'm James Coe. We're out. Oh, here we go. Hey. Here we go. There we go. Power cycled. Yeah. Power, just got to do the old reboot. It's working. Just do the old reboot. <laughs> Did you try turning it off and turning it back on again? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. thought best to just let it lie you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.